Report, covering Unix and overlooked pop culture. I'm Thomas Holbrook. And I'm Stephen Kelly. And the intro you just heard is from The Dreamer's Paradox by J.T. Bruce, the track in question being Plunge into Hyperreality. Uh, check it out by going to jamendo.com, J-A-M-E-N-D-O.com. And if you ever want to have any of your music featured as an intro, outro, etc., uh, feel free to get a, t- a hold of us, thenextreport.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at thenextreport.com. Uh, we're on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash nextmedia, N-I-X-E-D, media. And um, con- you know, feel free to use the website as well or contact us, thenextreport at gmail.com. Um, this episode number two, and truth be told, this 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 is one of those where some people are going to say, "Okay, what's the big deal about this? It's just entertainment." Others are going to go, "This doesn't go far enough." And then you have people like me who see something else going on, going, "I don't think this is going to end well." Um, how many of you watch professional wrestling? Oh, I do. <laughs> I I partake in some of it myself. I I don't have cable TV anymore. I just use the cable company for internet access. I jump on YouTube a lot, um, especially when I'm on, in my bedroom on my netbook. And and I've noticed how YouTube performs much better than uh, WWE's website. Ugh, they're, terrible. They're, they're, <laughs> like, if your computer's fast enough, it can handle their built-in video player quite well. Um, YouTube, which also uses Flash, depending on what browser you're using and what settings you have through your Google account, it performs a lot better on the netbook for some reason. I uh, anyway, um, some potentially controversial stuff has been happening with the company as of late. It, they're on the road to WrestleMania 29. They just got done with a pay-per-view um, for the World Heavyweight title. Unless something drastically changes, it's going to be Jack Swagger versus Alberto Del Rio. Um... Steve, why don't you break down what, what what they're doing with Swagger at the moment? Well, let me set the scene here. Jack Swagger, I'm just going to come right out and say, not one of my favorite wrestlers on there. The dude, uh, basically, if you've keep kept up with wrestling, there was a wrestler in the uh, current. He's currently wrestling for a company called TNA, uh, Total Nonstop Action or Impact Wrestling, depending on the show and the company's name. Named Kurt Angle. Uh, who was an Olympic gold medalist and made that into his wrestling gimmick. WWE basically decided that since he had jumped ship, they wanted to have a Kurt Angle Jr., essentially, and brought in this kid named Jack Swagger. He's a big dude. He's like six foot six or something, and he is you know, built like a tank, and he is a collegiate wrestler. Like He has a bunch of records for being undefeated during college and all this other stuff. The problem is, is he is about as entertaining as a bag of wet paint. You know, you're just looking at him going, yep, no one cares. 
and it's the way they booked him. You know, he he went on. He, they they put him. They gave one of the, the titles to him way too quickly, so no one respected him. And then all of a sudden, he went on like a year long losing streak. And so they they basically to try not to lose an investment in this guy, they decided last week to bring him back, and they have repackaged him. They'll do that occasionally with wrestlers where they'll realize, hey, this gimmick isn't working. Him. Before, they were really hyping up his college athletics thing and calling him the All-American American and just junk, basically. So he shows up a couple weeks ago, and they really hyped up the fact that he was a former champion and everything, and he all of a sudden starts getting these, uh, these, like, almost monster heel-like wins where he completely dominates, you know, some guy really low on the roster and makes him look like a chump, and... You know, everybody was kind of like, oh, hey, you know, Swagger's actually doing something with him. And then, flash forward to last week, Monday Night's Raw, well, or two weeks ago, Monday Night Raw, this will be going out uh, on the the 25th, so that would have been on the 11th, February 11th, 2013 episode. Uh, Swagger comes out with a new manager, um, which he's going by... It's this character that they had on there that used to manage uh, John Bradshaw Layfield. His name at the time was uh, Uncle, excuse me, uh, uh, Zeb, and he he also like had some kind of ties to uh, Henry Godwin and those guys back in the eighties. But in reality, it's it's this guy named Dutch Mantel who used to wrestle in Puerto Rico, and he uh, was big in Memphis. And Dutch Mantel used to have this gimmick basically where he hated Puerto Ricans and acted racist and stuff like that. So what better thing to do than to give Jack Swagger this gimmick where he apparently we're led to, you know, believe because this is a wrestling storyline. We both, you know, we're, we know how fake it is and everything. Um, that Jack Swagger's father fought in the Vietnam War with uh, uh, Zeb Coulter. And they're basically, you know, he's found that Jack is a true American and what essentially they're doing is they are building this up, and it's still in the early stages, a kind of like media interpretation of the Tea Party slash xenophobic we hate Mexicans gimmick. And not everyone's too thrilled about it. Um, I happen to be one of them. Now, there, there have been some people who said he's not going far enough, he needs to keep pushing it and pushing it, and getting, These people are the ones that are calling for them to like lynch people on stage, and I—that's ridiculous. And um, and I don't think that's a good idea either. It's no. <laughs> but with that said, um, the, this the one of the recent Raws that in one of his matches against uh, I can't even remember who at the moment. Um, it was uh, Zack Ryder a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was. Ah, uh, again. So, you know, middle of the match, Jerry the King Lawler's, you know, you know, to basically push this idea to, to, you know, get into people's heads. Okay, this is what's in this guy's mindset now and everything else. This is who he is at the moment. That, you know, I hear that he's getting, you know, fan mail by the bag loads from, like, Rush Limbaugh. Uh, I believe it's Either Michael Cole or somebody else. It sounded like Michael Cole's yeah, it was voice. Yeah, Michael Cole. 
saying or you know or Alex Jones and then and then King was like or Glenn Beck and Glenn Beck probably too or something like that and then and Cole again says or Alex Jones and I just you know you know part 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 of it did upset me a little bit because I'm like number one if you're going to entertain somebody even going to certain fringes, which is understandable, it can be entertaining. The least you can do, least the creative team can do, is a little bit of research first, because for starters, number one, Alex Jones, Rush Limbaugh, they are miles apart in terms of politics. They hate each other's guts. They don't care for one another. Glenn Beck plagiarizes most of Jones's material, waters it down, and then calls Jones names and everything else. So lumping them in together for starters is not accurate. And an exaggeration is one thing, but getting, but um, portraying all three of them as if they were in the same crowd as you know Jack Swagger's current character and storyline, I found a bit disingenuous. Also. You know, I don't worship Alex Jones, just so people know. I know he's a radio talk show host, controversial in Austin, Texas. And and I do agree with my co-host. He is eating this up, using it as an opportunity to get his name out there. That's not a dispute. What winds up happening when Jones gets thrown into the fray, whether he's you know, shouting down Piers Morgan, which he, turned out he had a fever that day and he was not feeling so well. And so he was in a particularly bad mood. That's a lovely combination. Then <laughs> <laughs> um, Piers Morgan looks like a tool, so I can just imagine that uh, <laughs> that didn't help. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I watched that and it's like, what is this, Fox News? Yeah. Is, he, is he trying to portray Bill O'Reilly? And then I remembered, oh yeah, the, the going off on a tangent, oh yeah, the guy did work for for a UK newspaper that was owned by News Corp. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised. Well, he himself was implicated in the, the newspaper hacking, or the phone hacking scandal of uh, that led to the newspaper, the... the uh, oh, uh, News of the World getting completely shut down. <laughs> the oldest British newspaper. The thing is, I, what winds up happening when something like that happens is that a big group of people are brushed with the same, you know, they're, they, same brush stroke. Everybody gets stroked with this little brush that's, uh, that basically says, okay, if you believe this, this, or this, you're with people like Alex Jones, and he do, he does. I'm. I'll be honest. I'm more of a libertarian type myself. I'm a live and let live sort of person. Jones shares many polit- of the same political views that I do, and other libertarian, liberty-minded people. Uh, this so-called little State of the Union stunt that was pulled. They had "Don't Tread on Me" flags. Oh yeah, the this yesterday's or last week's uh, episode of uh, Raw 
they had full blown don't tread on me flags up and like they had a little podium and the whole nine yards. So, I mean, they're, they're really pushing for it. And that's when he really started egging on what, what, what they're ultimately doing is they're, uh, they're setting up a, a feud between him and the current world champion, uh, guy by the name of Alberto Del Rio and who is Mexican, as you can obviously tell by the, right. the name. So to get cheap heat with the, they're, 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 they're WWE is really making a play for the Latino market. They tried unsuccessfully to get this guy named Sin Cara, who is a masked wrestler over and. He screws up so many moves that the audience isn't sure if he's he's injured all the time that he's going to be in there. So they they bump Del Rio up and give him the title. And so what a better person to feud with him than someone that's you know blatantly against him being there. So all of a sudden you have Dutch Mantel saying things like you know that Del Rio's there to live off the backs of hardworking Americans and stuff like that, which is cheap heat. I mean I guarantee they go down to. to they go down to somewhere like Austin, Texas, they're going to get booed the crap out of. But <laughs> you never know, depending on where they go in the U.S., they might be cheered if this is going to... I just don't think this is well thought out on their part. And I don't I don't either. And, and the thing is, this type of storyline has been done before. This type of theme has come up before. Uh, you mentioned JBL in an earlier conversation. I do remember that vaguely. Yeah, he had a similar feud with Eddie Guerrero uh, before Eddie Guerrero died, where it was not as blatant that he was doing that, but he basically, you know, would come out and hint that, you know, John Bradshaw Layfield's character was that he was a, he had made a ton of money off of uh, the stock market, so he would come out with a, he looked like JR from Dallas, he'd come out in a cowboy hat and had a, you know, horns on his car and everything, so he was you know, you're, you're standing for like a Texas oil baron versus Eddie Guerrero, who is, you know, was Mexican American. And so you have that whole thing at the time, you know, but now with how polarized our politics are and all these like bills that are going through and everything, you know, they're on a slippery slope because if they take it one way, it's just going to be kind of wussy. Like if they just do, you know, where swagger hates America or hates uh, Mexicans if they take it the other direction and have him start doing extremist stuff, that's where the problem could lie. Because even though that would get a lot of people talking and cause ratings, probably not the best thing to do. <laughs> what what winds up happening? They, you know, yeah, it's it's basically they make it's wrestling. They're going to make fun pro wrestling. They're going to make fun of a lot of stuff, exaggerate it. But the problem is this. When you lump names of random, quote-unquote, extremist slash controversial figures, which, I'm sorry, Rush Limbaugh is not really that controversial. He's just a media whore, same as Glenn Beck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying Alex Jones is a, is a complete saint either, but he, he's he's been more legit than the other two for years. Um, how, how many other people do you know who's been successful by saying, hey, all the films that I've produced, make sure everybody can get a copy of them. Please copy them and share them. Not very many people, you know, not back then, not very many people did that. Um, he thrived off of BitTorrent users, that sort of thing. But the issue at hand is the whole don't tread on me thing 
you know, that's that's kind of a view shared by many libertarians. They want to be left alone. And those who are, quote-unquote, liberty-minded people. Those who want personal freedom while taking, like, responsibility for their own lives. What you have the potential encountering with this current storyline is everybody could be potentially getting you know, lumped into one group, and yeah, there are plenty of adults who are informed and who understand this is just entertainment, they're just telling a story, but there are also kids who may not fully understand it, everything what's going on yet, who may have false, you know, perceptions, and the real difference maker is the parents or guardians. Some of them are informed and and are even, no matter what their stance is, they may be like, yeah, they're exaggerating. It's just acting. Don't worry about it. Uh, my main concern is the parents who are so hardcore one way or another, who are, say, let's say, hardcore Democrats, for example, who don't want to deal with any other point of view except for their own, extremist Republicans who don't want to view point other than their own being you know, they want a big giant echo chamber. Mm -hmm. I do not like the idea of being misconstrued as being a racist xenophobe just because I have libertarian leanings. Despite the fact that I look beyond the whole issue of immigration itself and realize it's our, you know, we free trade agreements is, and the drug war is probably what's causing a good portion of those problems in the first place. I don't like getting struck with the same brush of being a Caucasian racist xenophobe. Well, and like, and gimmicks like this are nothing new in pro wrestling. I mean, you had, they decided to do something similar back in the, the uh, early 90s when Sergeant Slaughter you know, famously turned heel, you know, bad guy, where he all of a sudden started, you know, Sergeant Slaughter, you know, G.I. Joe and everything, he was, you know, your prototypical, he was, you know, a drill sergeant, he was, you know, America and everything. They had him decide that he sided with the Ayatollah, and he hated America, and he was, you know, he, uh, like, understood what the Iron Sheik was saying and stuff, so he it led to the point where he would come out and, you know, like, burn the American flag and stuff. Which, you know, back then, that might have been, you know, back then we weren't really in the kind of situation we are now with how polarized our country is. And I'm kind of, like, worried that they'll do something like that now. Because all it takes is something crazy like that to get, you know, and Vince McMahon probably wants this, but to get the media flipping out on them. Because they did... A, they had a, a Muslim extremist gimmick on there a while back where this guy named Muhammad Hassan uh, went around and started, like, basically attacking people and strangling them with garrote wire and stuff. And, like, the next day after one of the episodes, I think he did it to The Undertaker, they had the, uh, the subway bombing in England. And the public uh, sort of was not in the mood for that kind of stuff. He also had, you know, this this... WCW, another federation that unfortunately has gone away at this point, had a character named uh, Berlin that was supposed to be some kind of German, uh, like, goth guy, 
wore a trench coat and stuff. And literally right as he was about to debut, Columbine shooting happened. So they repackaged him into Rocky Four, you know, uh, bad guy from Rocky Four type character. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know where they're going with this. I mean, they could have... Like I said, they could have uh, him be kind of playful with it like they do. There, there's, a, there's a guy in a, a, a Lucha Libre Federation that's on Hulu, used to be on MTV, I think three, called Lucha Libre USA, named RJ Brewer. And he kind of, he has a, the exact same gimmick, essentially. He comes out and says, you know, he doesn't like Lucha Libre and he thinks the Mexicans are ruining everything and blah, blah, blah. And... You know, it's because they're down there in New Mexico and, like, he's the most hated guy there because of that gimmick. And I honestly think that, you know, something like that is not all that bad. I mean, it's it's bad, but it's not too bad. What I'm worried about is it, it, is if you're going to have, basically, Jack Swagger doing hate crimes on, on stage and stuff. If they go that far, that's... I That almost... Like, that's edgy, and a lot of people really want the Attitude Era to come back and, you know, it to be more edgy, but that's almost too edgy. <laughs> and and World Wrestling Entertainment is a publicly traded company. They discovered that, you know, they soon discovered how much influence they had, you know, shortly after Benoit, Chris Benoit, ended his own life after going off on his own family and killing them. And, you know, shareholders are looking at this going, we're not happy with this direction. You need to do something or we're going to pull out. Yeah. And it's just, um, you know, incredible. And, and if, if they have to do something like this just to get viewers, well... Um, they run the risk of losing more viewers. Well, like you know, depending on where they go with it, too. I mean, stuff, stuff like that, where it's just shocking for shock's sake, has you know turned people off of the product. I remember they had a gimmick where at the time this was like oh three. I don't remember exactly, but it was like I actually stopped watching WWE programming for quite a while because they had a gimmick where they decided to have a a thing where. Triple H, who is the the son-in-law of Vince McMahon, supposedly discovered footage of, you know, he, he started bringing up this, this character named Kane, his past. And he came out one episode and said, I found footage of, uh, you know, Kane and his high school sweetheart, Katie Vick, which that name runs horror into wrestling fans' hearts as the worst wrestling gimmick ever. Because what we then jump to is 10 minutes of Triple H wearing a Kane mask dry humping a mannequin in the coffin <laughs> because supposedly Katie Vick had died and Kane had sex with her dead body. So not only did they lose tons of viewers, they got completely panned by just about everyone because it was literally <laughs> the stupidest thing ever on TV. And I literally did not watch WWE for two years, maybe. I started watching total nonstop action wrestling for almost the entire time. And, you know, it wasn't until probably 05 or something, I trusted it enough to go back and do it again. And that's what they don't, they don't need to do something like that again. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, I understand why they're doing that. They're trying to get viewership. They're trying to build up a feud with another character. And, 
my issue with it is I don't think it's going to end well. WrestleMania 29 is going to blow as it is because they relied on The Undertaker over and over again to steal the show, and he's up there in years. And they haven't really brought up any... A lot of the younger guys there aren't all that great. (laughs) Or they're held back in every single way to the point where they just look mediocre. Mm -hmm. And then a workhorse like Tyson Kidd is not properly utilized. I mean, don't get me wrong. Athletic-wise, Jack Swagger is a fine person. He can perform in the ring. I've seen it. My issue is that what they're doing with the character because you know you know the, the those flags of don't tread on me we the people the constitution um you know that's a potential implication of however you want to look at it of people who basically people who support the constitution um who are for the citizenry and whatnot and liberty being painted as being bigots, it's kind of it's a potentially dangerous trend that could start to occur if they don't know what they're doing. Creative should have been thinking things through a lot more clearly, and and you you mentioned kind of there there's a war between a certain contention of the Republican Party and the Oh yeah, well, Tea Party. It just got me wondering because we, you know, everyone knows Vince McMahon's a hardline Republican. His wife ran for Senate two times, and it almost makes me wonder if, uh, you know, and I know that Vince McMahon doesn't write all the stories, but he ultimately has final say on everything. If, you know, he's kind of letting this go through because of this, uh, you know, quote unquote civil war between the, because you have you have the fiscal conservatives right now kind of butting heads with, uh, well. Uh, you pretty much have like the neoconservatives and the Tea Party infighting at the moment. You have guys, you know, a situation where like Carl Rove basically set up a super PAC recently to destroy the Tea Party, and it makes me kind of wonder, you know, and I'm I'm not really a, a Tea Party supporter myself, but this kind of infighting so- spreads to other things, and it makes me wonder if this isn't Vince McMahon's way of kind of jabbing at this because he's done it in the past. He did a thing where he made fun of Donald Trump and Rosie McDon- or Rosie O'Donnell, and he has like he takes things out of like the media and kind of makes fun of them occasionally. He made fun of Hillary Clinton and Obama one time, so he's not adverse to using his show as his kind of political trumpet occasionally. And and that and that's the thing. I mean, I I know it can sound like oh, what are you complaining about and everything else. Um. I don't like being stereotyped because to me that's just that's just it, it I found it insulting to my intelligence. I didn't find it entertaining. If they wanted to be entertaining then they should have number one some guy who who looks like he came out from a collegiate background should not be followed to a ring by a husky man with a giant with giant loads and gobs of facial hair. That's just <laughs> that that's just for starters and I will admit Dutch Mantel's uh, handlebar mustache is pretty sweet. Oh god. <laughs> In it like Yosemite Sam almost. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> I mean 
that that right there, no, no. <laughs> um, you know, that's that's for starters. And two, for, you know, for Pete's sakes, you should just have him had him remain the aggressive type of person. And if you wanted to get controversial with them, just just have him say, "I've seen the light. I know what's really going on." I'm lifting the veil, it's all an illusion. And going into things like the Federal Reserve, the Rothschilds, and what have you. Yeah, but you don't necessarily want to lump all like that with everything either, though. Because, like, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm a libertarian, but I'm not into that stuff myself, necessarily. And that would insult me to lump all that stuff together. Understood. Just, mm-hmm. just use something that is original. It was, what they're doing is not original, and it has the potential of brushing other people with the same brush, and having, you know, having the wrong impression given. And it has the potential for extremism. I mean, the last thing they need is for them to be building up this, uh, you know, this this feud and painting Del Rio is a baby face and Swagger is a heel, and then to turn around and go somewhere like Arizona and, the, you know, the crowd roots for the wrong person, it would just make everything look crappy at that point. Exactly. And, and plus, I, I just, I don't see that ending well. And I, and, yeah, it does sound like I was lumping some things in together, and I apologize for that. Um, you know, just clarification. Do something original. Um, say say it's all it's all, you know, a conspiracy by Vince McMahon. He's he's a part of the Illuminati or right. whatever, and do doing something along those lines and and everything else, and say that it's because of him and everybody else that guys like him are held back, and people like John Cena or other people who play politics well enough can get title shot after title shot or something to that effect. That probably would have resonated a little bit better and would have worked better, but... I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, here, you never know, after this pay-per-view, you might have Dolph Ziggler getting the title and we might not, you know, it might be a footnote in history of, oh, hey, remember uh, racist Jack Swagger? (laughs) That was dumb. We'll and, see what happens. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, yeah, hopefully it will end well. But the, the thing is, I saw it coming too. I'm like, oh, great. The the moment that the that Zeb Coulter opened his mouth in his <laughs> first speech, I'm like, please, no, please tell me they're not going to go down this path. And you ought to really look it up on YouTube. Like, we're not going to put clips of it on here because, you know, you never know what WWE will try to get taken down or anything. But, you know, he he literally said, you know, I look out at America and I see people that don't look like me and stuff like that. And it's like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if, if you weren't going to use it to preach against intolerance and, and everything, bigotry, I understand that, but but it's just, oh god! It's just a slippery slope. They probably shouldn't get on. <laughs> or if they do, they should try to be very, very cautious. But we'll see what happens. Um, 
I guess that's it for this episode. Um, a little bit of a ranty episode, but you know. <laughs> um, entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself. Uh, jump on our forums, thenextreport.com. Uh, feel free to sign up. Spam bots do not need to apply. <laughs> uh, they'll just get deleted. Um, yeah. Hey, it's it's. <laughs> You know, spam belongs in the trash. Unless it's turkey <laughs> spam, then I'll eat it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but, anyway, that was a good episode. I... Definitely, we'll have to throw it. We'll, we'll, we'll have to maybe talk about this as it goes, and especially if they go overboard with it, uh, we'll be back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, that's another episode. My name's Stephen Kelly and uh, Thomas Holbrook, the second. <laughs> and we will talk to you next time. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>